Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Ditch the clowns on the left and the jokers on the right and join Michael Smirconish right here in the middle. This is the Smirconish podcast for independent minds. So the eggheads have spoken. Yes, recession. Wait a minute. No, recession. I was thinking it's like uh, Punxsutawney Phil, you know, people waiting with bated breath as to whether the groundhog is going to see his shadow Will there be six more weeks of winter? And then, no matter what the shadow suggests, we go ahead and we debate it anyway. Well, what do you think it really means? You really think we're going to have six more weeks of winter? I was looking at Chiron's minutes ago here in studio of the cable channel reaction. So, to Fox, it is a definitive, we're in a recession. Uh, To CNN, it is fueling recession fears to msnbc it's signaling possible recession to my point of people seeing in the groundhog's shadow whatever they want to see groundhog day great movie it's groundhog Groundhog time a thousand people freezing their butts off waiting to worship a rat weatherman phil connors is spending the day in Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. Phil? Ned! Ned Ryerson, I did the whistling. Ned Ryerson, I was trying to think of what his name was. Ned Ryerson. It's amazing they got, I mean, I love that movie. It's amazing they got that movie made, because to me it's one of those things that is very hard to, okay, here's our pitch. What we're going to do is we're going to send a weatherman who has some personality issues to Puxatawney, and we're just going to keep repeating and repeating the cycle. Thank God they made it. In this case, the debate began before the groundhog. That would be the National Bureau of Economic Research. The debate as to, well, do we know exactly what the definition is? The definition has been two consecutive quarters of negative growth. And yesterday, anticipating that we were going to hit this measure, the White House was already trying to cast doubt on the definition. It was Peter Ducey, no surprise, with spokesperson Corrine Jean-Pierre, who were going back and forth as to what is the definition of a recession. We are today. If things are going so great, though, then why is it the White House officials are trying to redefine recession? No, we're not redefining recession. If we all understand a recession to be two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth in a row, and then you have White House officials come up here to say, no, 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 that's not what a recession is. It's 
something else. How is that not redefining recession? Because that's not the definition. That is not the definition. Brian Deese said in 2000. You get it. You of get course. It. So the National study. Bureau of Economic Research, I visited their website. They've got Q&A posted. What is a recession? The NBER's traditional definition of a recession is that it is a significant decline in economic activity that is spread across the economy and that lasts more than a few months. Who are these folks? Democrats and Republicans have been arguing over whether we're in a recession. The official pronouncement comes from this group, which stubbornly takes its time and tries to wall itself off from political influence and attempts then to ward off the spin of its findings. From the Washington Post minutes ago, I'll just give you the lead of this. The U.S. economy shrank again for a second straight quarter at 0.9 percent annualized rate which has often signaled a recession. The new figures were just released by the same body I just identified for you. There's also this quote from Betsy Stevenson, an economics professor at the University of Michigan that resonated with me. She said, the numbers are baffling now. We just don't normally see declining GDP and rising employment. What the economists say matters, whether we think arguably matters even more. And I'm building to something here where I want to ask you if you think we are in a recession. Why does it matter? The economists say because if we believe, not necessarily because they told us so, but if we believe that we're in the midst of a recession, then we change our behavior. And this, this vicious circle ensues where we act in a way that can actually keep prices rising. We accept that prices are high all over. Some people give up shopping for bargains because they assume they're going to pay the same everywhere. Workers, meanwhile, demand higher wages. That causes prices to remain high all over because businesses then raise their prices in order to cover their labor costs. Parenthetically, I think related to all of this, But I have to mention it. Uh, Gary Tuckman is a CNN reporter, and he did a it's kind of funny because years before I was at CNN, Gary Tuckman came to Philadelphia and interviewed me uh, in my role then working for the Bush administration. And I I, I never forgot him. And so I, I always perk up when it's his work that's on. And yesterday he had a great package on CNN about hot dogs, Costco hot dogs, the dollar fifty and a drink deal at Costco. And while many of those low price traditions have gone away, like dollar prices at Dollar Tree or a dollar for a slice at Corno at Scornos in New York City, Little Caesars five dollar hot and ready pizza, McDonald's dollar drink deals, all gone. But the Costco hot dog and a soda and this was the whole focus of gary's package and i've been watching it multiple times play on cnn it's a buck 50 it is still the same as it has been for 40 years there's a background to it great story costco added a hebrew national stand to its second warehouse store in portland oregon after they opened to keep the price of the hot dog steady they have found ways to slash other costs at the food court you know, switching from the 12-ounce soda cans to the 20-ounce fountain drinks just to maintain the parity of the buck fifty for the dog and the soda. And I'm, I'm convinced that they probably don't lose on it. I'm sure they've got all the metrics. You know, I think people probably go there at mealtime. 
figuring, okay, we're going to load up on the beefarino, and while we're there, we're also going to eat hot dogs for a buck fifty. Just saying. But especially now, if we believe we're in a recession, more people are going to go to Costco, both for the savings and for the hot dogs. So here's my point. Realizing that what matters is not whether the economic eggheads think we're in a recession, but whether you think we're in a recession. The New York Times, and many did this, USA Today, similar uh, uh, reflection, they take a look at consumer habits and consumer attitudes in the same way that I like to monitor different things for me to determine what do I think is going on in the economy. And I'll share some of my thumbnails in a moment. But in the New York Times, they point out that people tend to look at groceries and gas above everything else. Groceries and gas. And, and all gas prices have come down recently. Of course, we were at five bucks a gallon on average in the United States just in June. I'm also confused by some of the employment statistics because I know of many businesses struggling to fill jobs. Tales from friends who are looking to hire and fear of being ghosted. You know, they say, uh, what's going to happen in week two? Like that person's going to show up for me week one, but will they really come back for the second week? So we're at full employment, it seems, and the stock market has been on a roller coaster. Yesterday, I guess because of the three-quarter of a point interest rate rise, the Dow had big gains up 436 points. What am I saying? I'm saying that I think a lot of the typical industry standards are mixed. I like to look at parking lots. One in particular is an upscale restaurant not far from me, and another is a Cracker Barrel not far from me. And in my house, we like to go to both. You know, for special occasions, we'd like to go to this fancy place that shall remain nameless. And we also just love to get the uh, country fried chicken at Cracker Barrel. I notice the parking lots in both locations, although I have to say in terms of being conflicted personally as to whether we are in a recession, what am I seeing? Both of them packed recently. And I realize I'm I'm in a bubble. I'm in a, a leafy, nice suburban community and the Cracker Barrel and the fancy place reach each of them. USA Today trying to identify, well, what do people, real people, not economists tend to look at when determining the strength of the economy at the top of the list haircuts i thought this was really interesting economists closely follow the price of a haircut why because the haircut is the same service that it's always been so it's not like anything has really changed with the haircut it's the same as it was 10 20 or 50 years ago what happened to haircuts in may the price rose 0.5% month over month in May, 6% over the year. What does that say about inflation? Bill Adams, the chief economist for Comerica Bank, says, consistent with the rest of the report, it shows that inflation has failed to moderate in May and is way too high. Okay, haircuts. Here's another one. Postage stamps. Michael Ashton is the managing principal at Enduring Investments He said to USA Today, personally, I love tracking the price of first-class stamps. It turns out that these track inflation pretty well. At the end of 1981, a first-class stamp was 20 cents. The post office is going to increase stamps to 60 cents 
in July? Good question. When will that price hit a dollar? 60 cents in July is a 200% increase, meaning since 1981. And from the end of 81 to today, the core consumer price index, which excludes volatile food and energy prices, has increased 214%. So right on track, you can look at the price of a postage stamp and glean what's going on in a bigger picture. My favorite, my favorite, not mine, it's that of Alan Greenspan. Anybody remember the Fed chair? The price of men's underwear is what you want to look at. The logic is as follows. In good times, men don't think twice about replacing their underwear as it is wearing out. But when they have to tighten their belts in recession, they'd prefer to wear underwear with holes in it than buy a new pair. Is the same true for women? Uh, Greenspan's theory held up during the Great Recession. At the height of the economic downturn in 2009, sales plummeted and eventually started to recover in 2011. Another one that you've probably heard, the lipstick index, although COVID threw this off the mark. Think about it. During recessions, when people are generally feeling worse about themselves because of the state of the economy, women in particular tend to buy more lipstick. That's the theory of it. Former Estee Lauder CEO Leonard Lauder coined the term lipstick index in 2001 toward the end of the dot-com bubble-induced recession when he made the connection between lipstick sales and recessions. The theory didn't hold up during the pandemic because people were staying home or wearing face coverings outside. I wrote a column. I'd forgotten about this, but I wrote a column on exactly this subject when we were coming out of the economic downturn back in 2010. And some of these stand the test of time and some of them do not. But this was the column that I wrote for the Philadelphia Daily News in September of 2010. I said I began and I said, I've been waiting for national newspaper headlines like those that were finally delivered this week. The Wall Street Journal said slump over, but pain persists. USA Today reported, recession over, pain remains. These pronouncements came from the National Bureau of Economic Research Business Cycle Dating Committee. Same people who, 50 minutes ago, suggested to us we're in a recession. And then I said, but here are some things that I take a look at. One, I said, positive news. For some time, I've believed the economy will turn when people start speaking in positive terms. It'll be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Too much pessimism has an all-too-negative impact on the economy. The headlines I quoted might get the ball rolling if Jim Cramer and the other financial gurus would repeat them, we're on our way. Yeah, I continue to believe that. You know, that the buzz can be self-actualizing, that groupthink is really important. I had my chow time example of the restaurant parking lots that I like to watch. I also took note of the fact that uh, the call log, this is funny, TC, for the then radio program I was delivering, which was morning and syndicated at the same time, I noted that the live call log had gaps in it recently. Quote, when those gaps are filled and less room for stations to run ads touting the virtues of running ads, I'll believe the country is back on track. I also said, it's not so much the number of magazine subscriptions that gets my attention. This may be a dated marker. 
I said, uh, because we still get some magazines at our house, it's the thickness. It's the thickness. The issues when they arrive. When Philadelphia Magazine's girth expands, I'm betting the economy will as well. I'll just give you two or three more. Uh, Arts. I said, my wife and I like to take our kids to art galleries, often just to look. Two weeks ago, we visited one in New Hope, Pennsylvania, where the proprietor told me business was way off. I'm thinking that a rise in discretionary spending at places like art galleries will mark a restoration of the economy as well. So funny that I wrote that because someone that, right, I just just had that conversation with with a gallery owner. Uh, Is that your gallery? My gallery's thriving. No, but was that at that time? Of course, your gallery is thriving. Oh, this? Yeah. No. When you wrote that, that's not the person oh, God, you're talking no. to. Oh, oh no, 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 no. This, okay. this was New Hope. This oh, was New a gross. Got it. Yeah. Got it, got this it. was on okay. the river. Okay. Got it. Um, okay. Here's another one. Here's another. Again, these are just my personal. Well, that's the whole point. Rules of thumb yeah. about how's the economy really doing? How's it? Okay. We got the data. We know the the cable stations are now fighting over whether it's a recession. I want to know what's going on in your world and what are you looking at. Here's another one that I had on my list uh, 12 years ago. Weekend Warriors. Make a stop at a Home Depot on Saturday. I'm betting you'll encounter a jammed parking lot. People are taking on projects they might otherwise have paid a contractor to do. I'll believe the economy has turned a corner when there are fewer cars loading up at the Home Depot on Columbus Boulevard. And then I finally said, we've noticed that people in our social orbit are entertaining less often. And when they do, we're getting more evites and less of the fancy invitations we received in the past. Which leads me to believe that when the number of parties and the paper invitations get back to normal, that means the economy has too. Although that might be a dated reference as well, because does anybody, does any, anybody really do anything other than uh evites anymore i feel like we've gone into a i feel like we've gone into a system now where it's where it's all evite and the real exception it's all, it's is all evites it so that's that's Except a dated for weddings and even some depending on where you are some weddings i'm sure are evites but i would say everything we get nowadays is evites. okay so that's no longer an indicator of how the economy no, is that's doing. more how the nature of stationary and customized stationary is gone ladies and gentlemen The National Bureau of Economic Research, if you rely on their standard, their consistent definition of a recession, then we're in one. But I have just given you my rules of thumb in terms of how I look at the big picture of the economy. And I'm wondering what you use as a barometer. What exactly is your yardstick? And answer today's survey question. Are we now in the midst of a recession? Of course, one of the other factors that we'll talk about as the program unfolds today is this recent development where Joe Manchin is now on board for the reconciliation bill, and that's going to have an impact on the economy because all of a sudden $369 billion is going to flow in terms of energy and climate spending. I will put on your radar screen the question of what's Kirsten Cinema going to do because now it all comes down to her. This is the Smirconish Podcast from SiriusXM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. 
Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform slashing manual tasks and errors over 37,000 companies have already made the move so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Okay, Mark, you're in Texas. What can we learn about the economy globally based on your laundry equipment sales? Uh, Well, I'll say this, and and I try to be as nonpartisan as I can. And uh, this goes back when when Trump uh, put the steel tariffs in, laundry equipment prices started going up, and then... During COVID, they just skyrocketed. Uh, the company I worked for has probably raised prices eight times in the last year and a half. And through COVID and all this, sales were booming. We had tremendous years the last two years. And I would say in the last six months, and I see all the reports from the salespeople, so I know who's selling what, and uh, they've dropped at least 50%. I've been saying for several months now that it's coming and it's going to be bad. People, the Prices are too high, and people are not buying big-ticket laundry stuff. When you say laundry equipment, what does that mean? Uh, the big equipment that hotels use ah. and schools use and prisons and laundromats. Uh, but, Mark, Mark, do they have any choice? Like, if the washer's broken, you got to replace the washer. No, it you have to repair it, the washer. That's, that's the I difference, see. Michael. They're fixing stuff instead of buying new stuff. I now think I get the hotel... Yeah. When the hotels were in a really bad place, um, um, a lot of them took money and re- redid their laundry rooms. I see. Uh, but now, now 
prices are so much higher than they were a year and a half ago that they're balking on buying new equipment. Interesting. It's happening, it's happening everywhere. Mark, thank you. Love it. I mean, it's a perfect anecdote, just what I'm looking for. Okay, Joanna, you're back in Virginia. Go ahead and tell us what you wanted to say. Hey, Michael. So a couple months ago, uh, thanks for having me on the show. I listen all the time. Um, A couple months ago, I read a couple articles about how sex workers are often um, some of the first individuals to sound the alarm about a recession because, you know, the strip club or um, porn or whatever they're consuming is often one of the first discretionary incomes that they cut or discretionary spendings that they cut. First of all, let us not conflate porn and strip clubs. I mean, I think that oh, needs sure. to be established, right? Absolutely, absolutely. But there is, you know, pay for pay for play type of uh, things that you can do online that spending is down. Hmm. Well, I, if there's someone in the industry, shall we say, who can get through these telephone lines, I would love to hear their perspective. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how the market impacts the whole pricing in that industry. I really don't know. I don't know either. I I just know that a few months ago I saw lots of articles about it and some friends of of mine were talking about it. They work in the industry. I don't. But um, I just thought it was an interesting thing. And when I heard your show this morning. Yeah, they were your friends were feeling the impact is what you're telling me. Yes. Got it. Okay. well, there you are. Then it has a ring of credibility to me. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Save money where you can save money. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Tim, you're in Detroit, Michigan, thinking what today? Thank you so much, uh, Michael. Love the show. Uh, love the station. Um, I have a anecdotal and not so anecdotal. The anecdotal uh, is watch the um, the orders at car dealerships. The pendulum the recessions recessions are all about overcorrection in, in our current modern economy. So that means that as the orders, the overcorrection from the absence of inventory at uh, car dealerships is going to cause the overcorrection. They're, they're producing more. You're going to see cars sitting on the lot. And this is anecdotal, also connects to the uh, previous recession. Um, I have less anecdotal uh, data from within the industry um, that orders for uh, third-party vendors drastically declined. So that, that, that started happening before the real estate bubble. So in 03, 04, you had orders declining at the, at the, at the supplier level. And we not, that, this is all 2020 hindsight, but that was a clear indication that constriction was about to happen. Um, the other one that I've, I'm so honored to have a chance to share on your, on your station, this is not anecdotal at all. I'm a real estate broker, and this is something nobody is talking about, Michael. Nobody has talked about Tell this. me. People, people stopped selling their homes in 2016. Now that sounds insane, right? That sounds crazy. I have a man on my station saying that people stopped selling their homes in 2016. Michael, I have the data. I can show it to you from RealComp, the MLS that I subscribe and I'm a shareholder in. People stopped making large household decisions in 2016. Do you know what happened in 2016? I remember an election in 2016. yeah. Yeah, we elected a psychopath, it turns out. So household Look, I, decision I, makers, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 get, I get a lot of anecdotal information myself about the real estate business, having a wife and mother who are both in it. 
I only know okay. this. I know I know that. And by the way, thank you, Tim. I know that the days of and when you see it because they got so much media attention, the days of having multiple offers above asking price on a particular property that came at the end of covid as people were that they're over. Yeah, they're, they're over. You don't you don't read those stories and I don't hear those stories any longer. This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. I love this. I truly love this. I, I think we should... Regardless of whether there's a debate playing itself out in the, the cable world, we should do this from time to time. And just see what's just going like, on. Just say, hey, what's going in on? Your, in your world. Yeah, what is going on right. economically in your world? Because the, 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 what do I want to say? Diverse experiences of the audience, for the example. personal indicators. Well, for example, what, what's the deal at a specialty candy store in Nashville, Indiana? I don't know. Beth knows. Beth, what's going on? Okay. I, good morning. Hey. First of all, I am a small business owner in a tourist town in Nashville, Indiana. Uh, our community is a destination vacation rental community that was perfect for uh, during COVID. In 2020 and 2021, 
almost all of the business had record-setting years and sales because so many people came to town during COVID because they could get their isolated um, cabins in the woods and still get away. But then they would come into town and shop. So um, as far as our sales right now goes, we are down from last year. But I don't like to compare it to last year because I don't feel like last year will ever happen again. So I compare our sales to 2019, to pre-COVID. And compared to that, we're still up, like, some days we're up over 40% better than what we were doing in 2019. Our sales are very strong. Nice. Um, You know, I don't have that hard of a time uh, with employees. I employ 12 people in our little fudge shop. And things are going really good. People are still coming to town. They're still spending money on fudge that they don't need, on popcorn that they don't need, but they enjoy. And it's really good. How about peanut brittle? Uh, peanut brittle is something we do at Christmas. So uh-huh. we're not quite peanut brittle season yet. Samples. Coming soon. I'll send them to you. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, hey, I love your report. I mean, it's, it's interesting to me that, that there's sort of a destination because people can vacation but be distant from one another. And I confess, I'd never heard of Nashville, Indiana. I thought maybe it was a typo on my screen, but it's the real deal, and it sounds like it's a fun place to go and visit. Thank you for your phone call. So browncounty.com. Look it up. You'll be Brown Browncounty.com. Got it. EJ, what do you do for a living in Michigan? Oh, I uh, work at a strip club. What do you do? I'm one of the strip? DJs there. Oh, nice. No, I am not a stripper. I would look like Chunk doing the truffle shuffle from Goonies. I am not a stripper. <laughs> so what what song what what song would you most say plays in the strip club? Then we'll get to the finances because I'm wagering oh, it's it's Brick House. No. Uh, Man, it, 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 dep- it depends on the night and depends on the crowd. It's, that's the problem with uh, answering that question. Yeah. It always depends on the crowd that's there. Mm. If I have country music people, I'm going to play country songs like Kid Rock and what's not. If In I other words, R&B it doesn't crowd, have to I'm be R&B music. It doesn't have to be choreographed, so to speak? No, not really. Okay. And it also depends on the entertainer's mood, too. I am learning so much today. So what, what can you tell us about the real state of the economy? Well, first off, I've worked at a strip club since 2000, so I've been doing this for a long time. Um, But I can tell you, since 2008, we've seen a huge decline, and it hasn't really built back up since the 2008 uh, economic troubles. But the last last year, or last year we were closed, because Michigan closed all bars, so we can't really compare it to last year, really. Gotcha. How about right now? But compared... Comparing it to 2019, we are down quite a bit. People oh. um, still are still are hesitant to come into the bar anyway. But right. uh, yeah, the economic collapse or the economic downturn has really hit us. People have less discretionary income. They're more apt to be paying on their house or their car for food and whatnot than coming and buying dances and buying drinks. So Understood. yeah, I can I can say something's got to it, go. It's hit a little bit, but but they still do well. EJ, I wish you well. Thank you so much for the insight. We appreciate it. In Baltimore, this is Jordan. Jordan, what, what is the industry? What are you seeing? Hey, Michael, do you remember us, the Wall Street Rebels? 
I don't know. You'll have to remind me. We are the guys that rebel against Wall Street when we put all our money in GameStop, AMC, you know, to call us the Ips. Oh, yeah, us? sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, I haven't. Well, hey, I, I haven't right. looked at. I have not looked at AMC recently. What's going on with it? <laughs> that's why. That's a strong indicators, uh, indications that uh, we have a recession because we are not spending as much money as we spent uh, during COVID. You know, because we're holding yeah. back a little bit. Because yeah, but uh, I mean, we're gonna get back in the market. I mean, from our from all the uh, talks on social media and everything, we're gonna come back. We're gonna, but we just holding a little bit for now. But we, the, the fight is gonna continue. We're gonna um, bring down those hedge funds that always try to manipulate the market, and we will come back. But uh, for right now. I think that's the strong indication that we are in a recession where you have retail investors actually holding on the little cash that we have. Even though some of us lost a little bit of money, but we still have enough to, 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 to continue to, 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 to put it in the market. And we will put it in the market maybe four, five, six months from now. That's why Jordan, that's the discussion. Yeah, yes, sir. Thank you, for, thank you for touching base with me again. I, I do recall and I appreciate it. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed.